And we are live at five. Keep on talking in the free world. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're 30 minutes away from Monday Night Raw. As Shaw Claire would say, Monday Night Raw watching. We're waiting for Darren to come in to bring us through the recap of last week. And then we'll get into our thoughts for this evening. The road to WrestleMania. It's getting closer. As always, the phone lines are open. This is Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is the official live fan reaction call-in show before and after every Monday Night Raw. We're live on Twitter throughout Raw the entire evening. And what I would love to see and what I'm hoping to see is everyone using the hashtag Talk That Talk WWE Raw. Share your sign. That's what I really am interested in seeing is everybody watching Raw and showing us their sign. Good evening, kind sir. Greetings and salutations. Oh, how I look forward to the greetings and salutations. See, we set it off right again. And just in case you missed it, keep on talking in the free world. So I was just saying to everyone, I'm really hoping to start seeing people share their sign watching Raw using the hashtag Talk that talk, WWE Raw, share your sign. I'd really, obviously, we want everyone in here to talk Raw before and after. Uh, but during the show, really would love to see everyone how they're enjoying Raw. And interested, I love seeing the signs. I've always loved seeing the signs at wrestling shows. When I'm watching Raw, I look for them on uh, in the crowd. Always. Yeah. Oh, the Bronx is in the house. Yes, sir. It's good, man. Mr. Ash, how's it going? The show, it was lit. I was going to say, this is it. Uh, Darren, he sounds fired up. This sounds like a fired up post-MSG extravaganza, Ash, from the Bronx. Yes, sir. Well, well, gentlemen, if if we can, can we get through our normal fast as possible and then we can get to him. Yes, I would love show. to do that. I appreciate that, Darren. So, uh, yeah, take us through, please. And then, Ash, of course, weigh in. Dean, if you have something saying you want to weigh in as well, we'd love to hear from you. Appreciate you calling in. And then uh, it's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome to have Ash in the house straight from the Bronx and then fresh off the MSG show that we would have all loved to have gone to. So uh, really looking forward to what Ash has to say about that as well. Take us away, Darren. Okay, so last week we were in Columbus, Ohio at Nationwide Arena for Monday Night Raw. We started the show off with the KO show with guests Chad Gable and Otis. And all I have to say is, a thank you! So, I mean, you know you know how I feel about it's the same old story. Uh, Kevin Owens needs a belt, a proper belt, not a tag team belt. He needs a proper belt. All I'm hoping for, I'm counting the days to I'm counting the days when Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins go to war. I don't know if I said it last week on Talk That Talk on the pre-show, but you know, I want to see uh, us revisit the Festival of Friendship. 
Was that what it's called? Friendship Fest. No, Festival of Friendship. That's what it was called. Between Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, right? That's what that was what it was called. It, it was something it was something like that. Yeah. I just remember the, the list of Jericho. That's Which all I phenomenal. remember. That. And so that's what I'm hoping for. Listen, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are built for these moments. And anyone who watched at that time when Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens I'm still I am still upset about that because that was gold, the Festival of Friendship. And then we turned around and Chris Jericho, not immediately after that, but then soon after he was gone and Kevin Owens is still treading water. And that was that must have been three years ago. Yeah, for sure. It was a good three years ago uh, when that all happened, because I know Jericho, first of all, well, Jericho hasn't been in WWE for ages. You know, we did like we've said before, you know, uh, Kevin Owens has had his they gave him his bit of shine. I think it was into last year where, you know, he did have that big rivalry with with Roman Reigns. And ever since then, it's just completely gone downhill for Kevin Owens. Um, and to this day, I'm still surprised that he he they did get him to stay. Uh, hopefully there is a title shot for either the Universal or the ball, well, whatever this new one's going to be called come after WrestleMania. Hopefully there is a title shot for him at some point in the near future after WrestleMania, for sure. Yeah, there has to be. It, it's piss or get off yeah. the pot time for Vince. There has to be. It can't go on any longer. We can't want for it any longer. It has to be. It has to happen. And um, I don't know, did we touch on this where last week, I know we're dragging on here and we're just getting started, but there's, there's so much to talk about. Did we touch on this last week where apparently when Kevin Owens negotiated this contract, uh, speaking of that, I mean, I don't know how the contract negotiations work. I don't know if you guys can shed some light on that. But apparently Vince is not, you know, normally the one that's hands-on. And apparently, did you guys read this, that Vince was the one who negotiated it and essentially started off by saying that, you know, regardless of, of how this all shakes out, I want you to stay. So he led with that, not necessarily a position of power, leading with, I want you to stay. So I'm sure they worked out a deal that Kevin Owens was happy with. Did you guys read that? Uh, I have not read anything about that, so I know nothing about that. But it was good. It was a good. It was a good sign. So if that's how Vince started it off, you know, then it's confusing. It is confusing because you know Vince is not in the business of keeping wrestlers from other organizations. Vince is in the business of keeping people he wants to, and if he doesn't want to keep them, they can go. So you know, he obviously recognizes the greatness in Kevin Owens. But where's the love, man? Where is the love? I, I don't know, and that's what I'd love to know where exactly um, it it is, and what's the plans for this? Because obviously he's been promised something, or or he's staying for other reasons, and I don't know what those other reasons are. But you got to think he's been promised something for him to stay, because why would you want to stay if you're not getting title belt chances? Um, but then we move on to the. Um, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins versus the Alpha Academy from last week. Any thoughts on that? Gentlemen, I mean, I could talk forever. Uh, I'll just lead off by addressing everyone in the room for allowing me to go first. Uh, thank you. Again, I, I, I'm... <laughs> I love it, Ash. Is that... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just reiterating what I said before. I mean, everyone in that – no, I shouldn't say everyone in that ring is uh, is an excellent wrestler. I, I, I'm getting progressively more attached 
to the Alpha Academy. And so, like, there's no part of me now that wants them to cease to exist. And I got love for them. And, of course, we all have love for Chad Gable. I mean, he's fun, man. He is fun. Otis is there. It really could be anybody. But uh, it just goes back to the same old situation. I cannot, I cannot live with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. The only thing I can live with is that if they do get the belts, if they end up, if they get the belts at WrestleMania, and then all hell breaks loose on the Raw after WrestleMania, and then you know the relationship is fractured right then and there, that I can live with. Or it all unravels at WrestleMania, and they don't win the belts, and the relationship is fractured there. Anything other than that, I cannot live with. Well, to your point about the belts, we'll get to that in a bit. There is something interesting about that we'll get to in a few moments. Um, and then we had Omos versus uh, T-Bar, which they said, I believe, last week, which was um, Omos's biggest uh, opponent in the WWE, tall, uh, heights-wise. I mean, not, uh, not superstar status-wise. Um, that match, to me, was nothing. Um, Omos needs better competition in the WWE with his height than his size. And like we touched on last week, I think a guy like Braun Strowman uh, would have done very well for for him competition-wise. But sadly enough, Braun Strowman is no longer in WWE. Yeah. Ironically enough, I mean, these are Vince's type of guys, this type of stature. And Omos is legit. The problem is, is that, and this isn't discounting Omos, but Braun Strowman, if you're talking about like gargantuan size coupled with wrestling ability, Brock is not as big as uh, Braun Strowman, obviously. So I'm talking about guys that are even a little bit bigger. So Braun Strowman is the epitome of that. And he couldn't, he couldn't put it all together. Or whatever unfolded, I have no idea. But the point was, was that it, it, the strange thing is, and you know, I'm always crying for Intercontinental Belt on both brands, and there needs to be a definitive difference between the, the big, the big boys or big girls and and the medium sized wrestlers. That always was the way. But once you go over the threshold of a certain size, where Braun Strowman is, Omos is, we talk about Damian Priest a lot. Is that there's nowhere for you. Like these guys, if we look back historically, these guys get lost in the shuffle unless you're going way, way, way back to like DeAndre the Giant days. These guys that are bigger than the big guys, the Bronze, the I mean, the Brocks, the Romans, you know, the guys that are bigger than those guys, there really is no place for them. We've seen this time and time again. So I don't know where Omos goes from here. I'm with you, Darren. He needs he needs competition. There's not this can't go on much longer. Absolutely not. No, it, it's it's it, he's just going to. There's no competition for him here, and it's going to suck for him because it's not going to be able. Like, there's nothing there for him, and it's going to look bad, um, no matter who he faces, because he's just going to tear through everybody at this point, unless they bring somebody back in size wise, like Braun Strowman was. Moving on, uh, we then went into the triple the uh, six women tag team match with. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Liv Morgan against Becky Lynch, Dewdrop, and Nikki Trash, as our friend here Ash likes to call her. Nikki uh, Trash. <laughs> Where speaking, uh, 
speaking of catchphrases and nicknames, where's our boy Jacob, man? The modern day, where's the modern day Jacob? The modern day Maharaja, I don't know where he's at. Oh, man, he's missing an action. He's still on the phone with Yeah, yeah, he's still on the phone with Tony Khan because they had a great. So (laughs) um, I wanted to say, I mean, listen, we could go on and on about everyone involved in in that match, like like the wrestling, the the caliber of wrestling ability in that in that match. We could go on and on. I know we're pressed for time as we're we're doing the rundown, but um, Bianca Belair needs the belt. She will get it at WrestleMania. I I believe so, too. I'm with you, Ash. I do believe. All right, gentlemen. We then go on to Tommaso Ciampa against Robert Roode. Any thoughts on that? Foolishness. Absolute foolishness. I mean, uh, I'm always the one consistently advocating for NXT to be on an even playing field as a brand with Raw and SmackDown, and there's no reason that it can't be and that it should not be because um, there's so many wrestlers, or so many superstars, pardon me, is that it's only logical to have everybody spread across the three brands to give everyone the opportunity to do what they do best. So I say all that because I feel like Tommaso Ciampa, who just uh, you know absolutely dominated in NXT, he didn't do the NXT brand any favors. He hasn't done the NXT brand any favors, in my opinion, because I, I said this to you last week, Darren, I think, he feels out of place. Uh, to me, he feels out of place. That's- I think you're right, and uh, something's got to change there on that. But will it? Who knows? It's it's Vince's call at this point. So where they take him is is up to them, and I don't know what what the future holds for him at all. Um, we're gonna quickly get going here. Uh, we got Dana Brooke and Reggie versus Akira Tozawa and Tamina. It really wasn't the most eventful match. Uh, Akira Tozawa finally got his kiss from Tamina at the end. Um, I'm not going to waste too much time on that unless you have something to add. Love is in the air, man. First of all, uh, you got you got to give some love to Reggie, man. You do have to give some. I got love for Reggie. Anytime Reggie's on screen, I'm happy. And quickly, I will say this. I know you know people would brush or, or, or rush over this topic, but there's a lot there. And again, I know we're pressed for time, but Tamina is another uh, superstar. Tamina is an excellent wrestler. Tamina is an excellent wrestler, and you know I'd love for her to find her way. And Dana Brooke, I've talked about her before. It, Another deep, deep athletic background, I believe, gymnastics. Another excellent wrestler. And just when I thought she was dead and buried a couple times, and I know this is kind of a roundabout way of sort of her making her way through. And I'm not saying that she's reduced to this nonsense because it's fun. It's fun. It's entertaining. I don't like it to go off too much. We all live through the Attitude Era. And, you know, yes, it was amazing. But, you know, things change. I'm not here for that now. I don't want the WWE to go down that road anymore. Um I would like Dana Brooke to legitimately find her way back to some deep competition because she is also athletically gifted. And where's our boy uh, from the Bronx, the boogie down Bronx? Is What happened? Is internet connection timed out on him? We're supposed to be getting uh, – we're rushing through here to be able to get a rundown on the MSG show. 
Well, if we can't get to it post-show, pre-show, we will get to it post-show, but we got to get moving. All right. Um, we got uh, the Mysterios against the Hurt Business in Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. That was A-okay for my me. It was all right. Nothing too big. Well, I mean, you know, the, the thing that didn't make sense here was that didn't aren't Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, you know, a week removed from taking an ass beating from Omos on his own? Right? So, I mean, how does that make sense? And I'm not a big Shelton Benjamin fan. To me, I, I got no love for Shelton Benjamin. He's boring to me. Uh, it's like watching paint dry. However, I do have love for Cedric Alexander. But I can't pour enough praise on on Dominic. I really can't. Uh, I think big things are ahead for him. I always look forward to him in the ring. And you know, my man, my man is getting fiery on the mic too, man. He he is the real. I'm telling you that a lot of people sleep on Dominic. He is the real deal. He. I'm not saying he's gonna be the greatest wrestler of all time, but he is the real deal. He's here to stay, and you can feel the passion that he has. And each week he gets better and better in ring. And and I love when he gets on the mic. What did, was it last week that he said something? He came off pretty, uh, you know, he was pretty edgy. Was it last week that he said something smart ass? Really, like even a step up for him. I can't remember now. Do you remember? I, it was either last week or the week prior. Um, I think it, it was that weekend. It was that week when. The... The Z-lister brought out Logan Paul as his partner. Yeah, exactly. When he he was dogging Logan Paul, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and then yeah. please refer so, to you know dumb is properly as the A-lister. Show a little bit yeah. of Z-lister, um, loser man. That man is. Uh, then we go into RK Bro versus the Street Profits. I love both tag teams. Both have very interesting. Styles, I do enjoy watching them both. So that is my thoughts on that. Bro, I, I echo your comments. Uh, I didn't think that I would ever. I had when when um, the tag team was put together, RK Bro, I had mixed emotions, as I imagine Randy Orton did as well, that we saw play out. But they're undeniable. The chemistry is undeniable. And uh, anyone who hates on Riddle, you got to take a hard look at yourself in the mirror, man. Because, you know, Riddle really, really has made his way being himself. But also, it's not all about him either. He's able to work with Randy Orton. And he's able to work with Randy Orton, who is an absolute fucking legend, without making himself seem small. Even though he kind of makes light of the situation, he doesn't belittle himself just overall as a superstar or that, you know, try to portray that he's inferior to Randy Orton. I don't feel that way anyway. I feel like he's, you know, advocating for himself as a superstar in his own right. And but showing the love and respect for Randy Orton. He walks a very, very fine line. And it's a... It's a it's a balancing act, man. He does a great job. And the Street Profits are straight pimps, man. These guys are awesome on the mic, awesome in the ring. I love – this is what tag team wrestling is all about. Like even though I'm I'm always crying for – I don't know if I'm crying for more tag teams, but as you do the rundown, like we're, we, we've talked about some pretty solid tag teams, right, so far. Yeah, there's been a lot of tag teams, like the Lost Lotharios. 
uh, with the New Day. Those have been fantastic uh, tag teams. Uh, the RK Bro, the Street Profits are fantastic. The Mysterios are good. Of course, Radio's getting up there in age, so you know that is a bit of a, a downer for that. Um, you know, uh, Chad Gable and Otis are pretty good for being snapped together. Uh, Thank you. So, you know, but uh, we're going to move on. We're running low on time here. Um, we had Finn Balor versus Damian Priest for the U.S. Uh, title, uh, and we have a new champion in Finn Balor. 30 seconds I'm giving you. And new. I'll keep it short. Absolute garbage. Finn Balor, definitely top of the food chain for as far as WWE superstars go should, you know, he's, should he be in the mix for the intercontinental belt? In this case, it's the U S belt, but absolutely. But on no day of the week ever should Finn Balor be beaten. Damien priest. He's like one third of his size. It's yes. Yeah, it is. It is. And then quickly edge came out last week at the end of the show looking for his WrestleMania opponent. Turns out it's going to be AJ Styles, and then Edge just lost his shit and went psycho and brutally attacked AJ Styles. Uh, again, 30 seconds. Your thoughts. Let's go. If I never, ever, ever see or hear from Edge again for the rest of my life and afterlife, I would be a very, very happy man. He First of all, he looks like he's 975 years old. And I wasn't an Edge fan when he was in his heyday. So that tells you how I feel about him now. So if, I, if you weren't a fan of Edge when he was doing his thing back in the day, you certainly wouldn't be a fan now, speaking for myself. So I hope AJ Styles uh, puts a beating on him in WrestleMania. And I even hope for added measure, I'd love to see some more people get involved and put a beating on edge, not just AJ Styles. After AJ beats him, then I'd like to see some people come in there and do some more damage to him. I'm sick of it. Don't want to see him ever again in my life. I'm already irritated that he's even in WrestleMania. All right. Excellent. That is what happened last week. We're going to move on to this week quickly. Um, Today announced by WWE themselves, Um, Our next inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2022 is Vader. Vader joined WCW in the the early 90s and became a three-time world heavyweight champion before going on to debut at the 1996 Royal Rumble. Went on to fight for the WWE Championship four times in his two-year run in WWE, but never did win the title. He went up against men like Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and Bret Hart for those WWE Championship matches. He officially retired from wrestling May 25th, 2017, and sadly died June 18th, 2018, at the age of 63. Congratulations again to Vader for going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly sad to see anyone pass away at any age. And then certainly at that age, you know, when we're in our 20s, we would think about someone in their 60s as being old, but it's not. I mean, that is fairly young as far as life goes. Uh, so that's certainly sad. Uh, wondering, I guess, who is going to accept on his behalf? Is it going to be, is he married or is, is, is I'm sure if he has children, they're adults, obviously. Um, and, you know, it's always... 
it's always a special moment. I'm disappointed about this uh, this two part Hall of Fame thing. We've talked about this because you know it dilutes the significance of what the Hall of Fame. Me, I think it dilutes it a bit. Myself, other they're trying to spin it like it it enhances it. I feel like it dilutes it. Is that it, you know it's the be all to end all honor for participating in any sport. This is your craft. This is what you dedicate your life to. And then I'll wrap up by saying we've talked about this before. Vince, you know, there's Super Bowl rings, there's NBA championship rings, there's MLB, so on and so forth. You know, slapping these black onyx $2.99 rings on these Hall of Fame WWE superstars, who I know Vince thinks the world of, obviously, but looking like they were bought from Burks in 1995. It, you you got to all the rings have to be reissued and they have to be at massive rings that are fitting for someone who is in the WWE Hall of Fame. A lot of black onyx ring that cost three bucks from uh, Burks. Absolutely. I'll leave it at that. And uh, our boy is back in the house. Excellent. Is he? He is. And the librarian is also in the house. Welcome to the librarian as well. Indeed. And we're going to move on. We're going to go to this week. We're going to we're going live from Cleveland, Ohio, at Rockford Mortgage Fieldhouse, um, where we have Alpha Academy versus RK Bro versus Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens for the Raw Tag Team Championship match. I will go through this all, Jane. You can tell me your thoughts on it after. Um, we've got the Z Lister Miz and Logan Paul throwing a Miz. Gentlemen, throwing a homecoming party, as well as Jerry the King Lawler is back for what? I don't know. In what role? I don't know. And we've also got Edge returning tonight to explain his attack on AJ Styles. I'm giving you guys two minutes, and we're moving on. Gentlemen, have at it. I'm not even going to take the two minutes. I'm going to let, uh, we only have five minutes left, and I want to hear, I'm hoping Ash is going to return for the post show as well. But I want to hear what uh, what Ash has to say about the MSG show, and then uh, so I- I'm going to hush up now. We got the librarian in there, the Dewey Desmos system. Yes, the um, that MSG show was fun, man. I I met Austin Theory before the show. Oh, really? To take a selfie with that goof? No, he's mad cool, bro. He's such a cool. Is he? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. How'd you meet him? Um, I saw him. I was with my cousin, and we saw him like in the block. And then I was like, "Yo, cuz, that's Austin Theory." And then he was like, "Oh shit!" And then he came, and then I, he was walking towards me. And I, I asked him, "Oh, can we take a pic?" And then I took a picture with him. And then we were talking about the bump that he took at um Elimination Chamber. The That's F5. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was talking about it. Oh, you asked and him that? Man, yeah, he was like, yeah, man, that was cool. Like, he was excited. And then it, it, he kind of gave me a hint on, on who was Brock's opponent. And then it ended up being him. He ended up being the, the mystery par- opponent for Brock Lesnar at the MSG show. I have to say is that, you know, I'd love to hear what everyone else thinks. I know we're only three minutes away from the start of the show, but to bump into Austin Theory 
at MSG prior to what turns out to be him as the mystery opponent against Brock. But you got to talk to him and ask him about getting F5'd off the fucking top of the pod in uh, Elimination Chamber. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I told him I wish you the best, and I'm a fan of yours. And I I think he's going to do good. Vince is high on him. Vince believes in him. And we're going to see a lot of Austin Theory. Derek, your thoughts? The 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 librarian man. He must have uh... left. He's going to fix his books. Um, um, it sounds interesting. I'm not happy that it was Austin Theory going against Brock Lesnar. I don't like the guy. I I never will. Um, yeah. But hey, if that's what Vince planned, then that's what Vince planned. Um, I'm glad that uh, that Ash got to meet him. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he's a cool guy and all. Um, but I still don't think he was the right opponent for Brock Lesnar. Um, that is my opinions. Ash, I'm sorry to cut your, your, your MSG segment short, but we have one last segment I need to get us to. Um, and that is the three things, Shane, that we want to see tonight. Shane, if you would please give us our entrance into that, please. And this is what we call once, twice, three times a lady. Shout out to the Commodores and Lionel Richie. Three things we want to see this evening, and we're tight on time. Ash, you gotta be, you gotta come in for talk that talk, the post show, because I do want to get into it a little bit more, and we have a little bit more time afterward. Three things we want to see tonight, Derek. I do. I want to see the Z-lister and Logan Paul attacked by the Mysterios. I want to. I want to see the Mysterios give him the Miz and ass beating tonight. Just so he is prepared for what he's going to get at WrestleMania. I want to see Sasha and Naomi. I want them on Raw. I want them attacking that stupid woman, Zelina, with her stupid British accent. And I want her attacking Carmella and smacking her over the face with that stupid mask. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mr. Roman Reigns thinks he's the head of the table. He's the ass of the table until he shows up on Raw. And oh. does what Brock Lesnar did and gets there. I disagree. With- Brock Lesnar went to SmackDown, bring the ass to the table to Raw. Show yourself, Mr. Ass oh, of the Table. Oh, man. Relentless. Ash, Ash, talk. I disagree with you. I, yeah, I disagree with you. He's the head of the table and he's going to conquer Brock Lesnar. So, I, uh, briefly before we start, I want to. is again. Uh, I, there's not much to add. I know we're tight on time. I would love to see. I kind of echo Darren's comments and the fact that, you know, I'm waiting for Roman too. Roman is the head of the table. He's the big dog and he is the baddest boy on the block. There's no question about that. So I'm waiting for him to show up as well. I'm still waiting. I'm happy if Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins uh, blew the whole thing up before it even got started. And I am with you is that uh, with Naomi and Sasha Banks. That's it. Boys, we'll see you after the show and keep on talking in the free world.